Just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. The city council is reviewing proposals for capital improvements across town. People keep driving their cars into the side of buildings. And Mitt Romney really likes hot dogs, you guys. Lead producer Emily Means is here to help me break down the week's top stories. It's Friday, July 21st. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Good morning, lead producer Emily Means. Good morning, host Ali Vallarta. Listen, here's the deal. We are recording this on Thursday morning, which means tomorrow by the time this episode airs, Friday, we will have seen Barbie and we will be different people. Just know, <laughs> listeners, that this version of us, it could be completely different tomorrow when you're listening. And there's nothing we can do about that. I'm hoping I'm lighter. I'm hoping I'm lighter, Allie, mm. in my soul. I'm hoping mm. I'm pinker. Uh, boy, I would love that because I'm carrying a lot of pink for this team right now, especially <laughs> yeah, with are. producer Ivana Martinez out. <laughs> okay, let's get into the news of the week pre-Barbie version. The city council met this week, as they always do, but um, they had some interesting, interesting things on the agenda. One of them, the capital improvement program proposals, mm -hmm. which aside from being a bit of a tongue twister, is basically a way that funding is allocated to make, quote unquote, capital improvements to the city. So like buildings need new this, facades, mm -hmm. things like that. Emily, you're fascinated by this program in a way that I am not necessarily. Please, please tell me more about what's on the table here. I don't know how this happened. Well, one thing that I like about it is, you know, the acronym is CIP, but I always say CIP program, which is the equivalent of saying ATM machine. So <laughs> yeah. let's just get that straight. Okay. 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 Um, but I got to be in my bonnet about this because uh, one of our longtime Twitter commenters, Wandering Dave, was spouting off about the CIP proposals. And I was like, well, I'm a former municipal reporter. Why don't I know anything about this? And so I took a deep dive into the world of construction budgeting wow. and learned all about it. So uh, shout out to Ben Ludzka, who is an analyst for the Salt Lake City Council who broke this all down for me. Basically, Ali, think of this as the city's construction budget. So as you said, this pays for projects uh, on city-owned property. We're talking parks. We're talking streets. We're talking public buildings. Okay. And this year, we've got 61 proposals, which is a lot for the city council to pull apart and determine the merits of. And that's why Holy this crap. process happens outside of the regular budgeting process. So we recently wrapped up that budgeting process. Yeah, wait, okay. So 61 proposals, how many of these are likely to make it through and how much is the budget that's allocated for these kinds of proposals? 
Great questions, Allie. Um, I did not count every single recommended proposal, but this is all part of the process. So Mm. um, first to address your question about funding. The construction budget in total had $40 million this year, and $12 million of that first had to go to the city's debt service. So that leaves us with $28 million for these projects, according to been the city council analyst. Okay, that's just not that much money. You know, it's not, but this process happens every year. Okay. And um, some of the requirements for these proposals is, like I said, has to be city-owned property. You can't Mm. use taxpayer dollars to build a fence in your yard. (laughs) And apparently, one time someone did try to uh, get taxpayers to fund a parking lot at their property. Was that person in Yalecrest? <laughs> now, now, now. We don't speak ill of our neighbors, Allie. <laughs> Moving along. Okay. So the other thing is that like this process is, um, it goes through many layers. We'll say these proposals go through many layers of scrutiny. So first, residents and departments submit applications in September. And so these these proposals that the city council is looking at now, uh, those are proposals that were s- submitted last September. And then there is a citizen advisory board that reviews those proposals and recommends funding some of them. This is where I can't answer your question, how many of them are gonna, are gonna get funded. Um, but the citizen advisory board kind of whittles them down to the ones they would recommend putting money towards. Yeah, I tried to get on that board once. We'll talk about that because you could you could get on that board now, potentially, if you're the right person. Ellie, I don't know if you were the right person. I can't speak to your application. <laughs> but uh, so after the board reviews it, then the mayor's office reviews those recommendations. And that's what the city council is looking at now. So Ben from the city council's office told me that historically, the council has approved funding the recommended proposals from the board and the mayor's office. So whatever came out of that process is likely what will get funded. Wow. Okay. So these 61 proposals have already been through the citizen board and to the mayor's desk. Yes. What are what are they? Okay. Let me tell you some of the highlights. Um, lots of pickleball proposals. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> A lot of pickleball proposals. Multiple ones. Um, one in Sunnyside, One, I think, that would have added um, pickleball courts to the 11th Avenue pickleball court area. Um, Yeah, just a lot of this sort of stuff. Oh, come on. uh, No, no, we're not funding things in the upper avenues. That's bananas. Um, What about those, like, pickleball courts um, in Fair Park? They're they're so shoddy. They look like it's... Yeah. Amazed that you mentioned that because this is one that the mayor and the board recommended funding. So there is a fire station near Fair Park that has tennis courts, like some really rundown tennis courts. And there's a proposal that would revamp the tennis courts and add pickleball courts. And so this would be pretty big because we've heard that there are no pickleball courts on the west side of the city. And so that would kind of fill this need. Yeah. Which is which is pretty darn exciting for those pickleballers. That is exciting. And they are real sad looking, those courts. Yeah. Okay. What else? Okay. A couple of other things of note. More funding for the Livable Streets Program, which is the city's traffic calming program. 
some of those improvements are already underway. So, you know, we're looking at things like adding speed bumps uh, or mm. like widening sidewalks, things that make it easier to be a pedestrian or a cyclist, get out of your car, um, things that make it safer to do that. So that has been a really huge priority for the city council. It will almost certainly be funded through this program. And then another item that is pretty exciting, Allie, is there is a study for the plaza at the main city library. Now, when I heard study, I said, boring, <laughs> like there's always a study. Form a committee to form a committee to form a committee. Exactly, exactly. But there's kind of a, a deadline on making some improvements at this plaza because we're looking for the Olympics, baby, right? Like we have these hopes and dreams that we're either going to get the 2030 or 2034 Olympics here in Salt Lake City. And the city would like to use Library Plaza in some of those events, like, I don't know, maybe medal ceremonies or something like that. So right now, I don't know, Allie, the last time you went to the main Library Plaza, but um, there's no shade. In fact, there's nothing there. Like, it's just... It's just a concrete island, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you've ever attended a festival there, I mean, that's usually like the staging area for, for booths, basically. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, yeah. So um, this, is, uh, this is something the city council will consider funding. Well, I'm interested. When will we find out what got funded and what didn't? When will you find out what got funded? <laughs> We're working on a tight timeline here. So they need to approve this funding by September. Um, and there are ways to get involved between then and now. Now and then, Allie, uh, you can give public input at the next hearing, which is August 8th. You could talk to your council member about the projects you like and would like to see funded. And then, Allie, to your point, you could apply to join the CIP board when there's an opening. Guess what, Allie Vallarta? There's an opening right now. Okay, well, now I'm busy. Want to try again? I don't want to join the CIP board. <laughs> I already tried and they wouldn't have me. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't just the right time. I don't have good reading comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope someone applies because it sounds kind of fun, maybe. I don't know. Does it sound fun? No, I think it is fun. And the reason that I wanted to apply is because I think it's actually quite a powerful role. Because to your point, like, you get to decide what goes to the mayor's desk. And it, those proposals almost always get the green light from the mayor because – I mean, this is like capital improvements is like not generally like terribly controversial stuff, right? Like it's all kind of good gravy for the city. So you get to decide what gets funded and what doesn't. And that's pretty powerful pen in your hand. But I also know it's like a lot of reading and like a pretty significant time commitment. So mm -hmm. if you don't want to spend your Sunday with like a cat in your lap reading, you know, 61 proposals, then it's not a good role for you. But if that sounds fun... If you like to hang out in library archives, do it. You know that's someone's dream. Listeners of this show, are you kidding? Those are our people. <laughs> Nerds. Can I tell you what I'm obsessed with that was on the city council's agenda this week? Please, Allie. Please. No more drive-throughs in Sugar House. Wow, wow, so wow. So there's a proposed city amendment that would outlaw drive-throughs in the Sugar House business district, which, close your eyes, mm. picture the worst part of this entire city to have to drive through any hour of the day. 
the the one that like even even a monk would find so maddening that like he would be ready to just drive right into the Wasatala Brew Pub. <laughs> that part of the city is the Sugar House Business District. Okay, twenty first South from eleven hundred East over to thirteen hundred East and I eighty. Like that's where we're at. Especially right now, while we've got construction everywhere, oh and next year we're gonna have construction God. everywhere. Construction forever. And potholes that never seem to go away. I was going to an exercise class near there, and I fully missed the class because I was so – I couldn't, like, figure out where to park. I couldn't get it, the construction. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. I also just want to say, like, quick aside, you know when you're coming south on 900 east and turning right onto 21st south, mm -hmm. there's that giant pothole – have you have you been through that recently? Emily, I know you don't drive very much. No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> okay. This pothole is like, it's basically a sinkhole. It is so big that you like have to really, 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 really slow down your car. And like no matter how slow you go through it, your car will tip like you're on a Universal Studios like animatronic ride. It's crazy. And I'm like, how did this get missed during pothole palooza? You know what? You should submit a CIP application to turn it into a public pool, I think. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know what? Anyway, okay. So that part of Sugar House, we've established total chaos. Yeah. Um, and the Chick-fil-A is there. That drive through is crazy. I think a lot of this has also been like spurned by the opening of the Jack in the Box. And Absolutely. like, though that is not technically the Sugar House business di district, it has created a lot of chaos uh, in the neighborhood. Andy Larson would call that the Sugar House business district, but. <laughs> That's true. That's gr the greater Sugar House neighborhood, though not the business district. So the city council is thinking about putting the kibosh on new drive-throughs. All the existing drive-throughs would be grandfathered in. So if you like to bank at Zion's Bank and pull up, if you like going to Chick-fil-A, like those aren't going anywhere, but no new drive-throughs. That seems reasonable. Who's suggesting putting a new drive-through there? I guess no one right now, but... Inevitably someone. Inevitably. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is interesting is like, I didn't know this. It makes sense, but I guess it had just never occurred to me. Drive-throughs are banned in downtown Salt Lake already. Uh-huh. Like downtown, downtown. Downtown business district, like what's zoned business district. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been done before, um, but I'm super into it. I also am just super into that part of Sugar House getting the sort of love that it deserves and needs. Um, of course, 2100 South is getting a redesign. It's not going to be as extreme or as extravagant as a lot of people had hoped, but the city is taking tiny baby steps to make that area more walkable, more pedestrian friendly and safer for cyclists as well. Um, and then also Sugar House just got new representation on the city council. You're right. You're right. Council member Sarah Young representing District 7, uh, the seat yep. vacated by former council member Amy Fowler. Yep. As of this week. So, um, you know, it's all it's all kind of happening. And I'm I'm Hopeful because I like going to Nordstrom Rack and I want to be able to get there. <laughs> Sugar House is where it's all going down, baby. Honestly. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. 
It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court, and this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you wanna learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. Okay, while we're on the topic of Sugar House, this is like the most we've ever talked about Sugar House. No, it's not. That's so not true. We talk about Sugar House all the time. I'm obsessed with Sugar House the way I'm obsessed with Mitt Romney. Like it's like it comes from a place of like slight loathing. Anyway, moving on. I want to talk to you about this phenomenon of cars driving into buildings in this city because it happened again. Oh man, Allie. It happened again. And I know that you're obsessed with this, Emily. And so am I. Someone crashed into a Sugar House clothing store, probably because they hit the pothole at 9th South and were like, ah! And they just flew all the way up into that. <laughs> they flew up the hill. <laughs> it was like when the Spice Girls took the Spice bus over the bridge. They were like, forget it. We got to go deliver this baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot handle this. Like, I part of me is like, do we need Malcolm Gladwell on the case? Like, oh, my who, God. This is such a weird phenomenon. Why do we keep driving into buildings? Allie, listen, I wanted to know this too. So to be clear, the driver cl- crashed into the loft store in Sugar House, which is in that Old Navy uh, Barnes and Noble parking lot. Which like, I'm sorry. I don't know why it's so funny that it's a loft store. I think it's because like someone crashed into an Estee pizza. Yes. And Taylor Loft is like the most buttoned up senator's wife establishment in Sugar House. And like that someone drove right into it is actually beyond. Well, okay. And the n- even nuttier thing, Allie, is that last year, a driver actually crashed into the store that was right next to the loft. What? The fame, the former famous footwear, now a J. Crew factory, I believe. So like, ah. this is happening all the time. And I was a googling, and I was like, where else is this happening? And 
There are more, even more instances outside of Salt Lake. Um, so on a more somber note, you know, like this, this is a safety hazard. And in Tooele, a woman was actually killed at her desk after someone <gasps> drove into her office building. So are you kidding me? It's not just a Salt Lake problem. Yeah. And so I want to know why is this happening? And turns out there was a report from Slate last summer looking into this phenomenon. There's not a ton of data around these incidents, Allie, but the Storefront Safety Council estimates that this happens 100 times per day in the United States, although that is likely an undercount. And so bringing it back to Salt Lake City and why this is happening, um, I reached out to the Salt Lake City Police Department and they said regarding the two incidents this year in Sugar House, Estee and Loft, they believe both drivers mistook the gas pedal for the brake pedal. And to dig even further, I asked the Utah Safety Council why that would happen. And they suggested it could be like medical related. Um, in the case of the uh, the Tooele woman who was killed at her desk, the driver had a medical emergency and just crashed right into the, into the building. Um, but what they pointed to as the most likely cause, no surprise here, is that people are distracted. Everyone has a cell phone in hand. And even if that's not the reported cause, the safety council told me it's often the real reason behind these accidents. So it's just a reminder that like, we gotta be present if we're gonna get behind the wheel. Yeah. And you know, it's it's a safety risk to ourselves, a safety risk to people apparently working in these buildings if we're not fully focused. So, um, sorry to add to end on that somber note, but you know, it's about community care. I'm with that. I would like to see this stop happening. And we're not ending on a somber note because we're going to end on pick of the week. Pick of the week is basically when we just share something that we are either excited about or obsessed with this week in this city. I'm going to go first. My pick of the week this week is the Women's World Cup coming to you live from New Zealand and Australia, which are countries that I know we don't live in. But... Um, you can follow along with this very, very, very exciting global soccer competition. Um, it is going to be Megan Rapinoe's last World Cup. She's a legend. She is like one of the star. Yeah, she's a legend. She's a star player on the U.S. Women's National Team. She's done a ton of advocacy um, around pay parity and um, gender equity. And so it's going to be her last World Cup. There are so many stars on this U.S. women's national team. They are so good. Watching them is so fun. Um, and the Utah Royals, they are co-hosting parties downtown with the Downtown oh, Alliance cool. for the Women's World Cup. They're hosting watch parties at the Gallivan Center. Right, right, right in downtown nice. Salt Lake. So it'll be a massive screen. They're family friendly. You can bring the kids, bring a picnic blanket, bring a low back chair. Um, this Friday, July 21st, so tonight, the U.S. team is playing Vietnam. Um, it starts at 6 p.m., goes till 10 p.m. You can come down anytime you want. There is going to be beer vendors they pulled a liquor license, uh, or sorry, they pulled an event permit. 
Um, there are going to be food trucks. Like I said, it's super family friendly. It'll be fun. They said something in their press release about like celebrity guests, which I oh. can't wait to see who that is. It's Nick Raimondo. No. Um, it's going to be you. It's going to be you. I'm <laughs> um, and then I will say they're doing it again this Wednesday, July 26th, if you can't make it tonight. Um, and that is going to be the U.S. playing the Netherlands also at 6 p.m. So That is so fun, Allie. What a great option. I know. And you know what I was thinking when I was like reading about this is wouldn't it have been fun if we did that for the All-Star Weekend? But anyways, <laughs> can you believe there was nowhere? Maybe you can be part of the All-Star Weekend post-mort. <laughs> Apply for that board. I am ready for the All-Star Weekend post-mortem. Please invite me. I have so many notes. Okay. Anyway, that's my pick of the week. I will Good be pick. down there tonight having the time of my life. Hopefully it cools off a bit. What's yours? You mentioned Mitt Romney. Oh, my God. You know, we're both obsessed <laughs> with him, and I don't know why. I mean, I know why. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's... He's unstoppable. Listen, please do yourself a favor and watch the Mitt Romney hot dog video. We'll link it in the show notes. This is pure comedy to me. And, you know, oh Allie, God. like some people... I was reading through the comments on Twitter, and... People are really serious and like, I get it, okay? Like, we can definitely criticize our elected officials for the bad policy decisions that they make. But this video is funny. It is Mitt Romney's <laughs> Ode to Hot Dogs. He loves hot dogs. It was National Hot Dog Day this week. And here's our, our U.S. Senator. Well, as you all know, today is National Hot Dog Day. And uh, perhaps you also know that hot dog is my favorite meat. I love hot dogs. Uh, I love them in buns. I love them outside of buns. I love them with baked beans. I just like hot dogs. It's the best, you know, best meat there is without question. It's the best thing ever. Walking around, hot dog in hand, dressed in ketchup. I mean, it's just, it's just pure gold to me. So, and I'm with Mitt. I also put ketchup on my hot dogs. So come at me, bro. I love hot dogs. He's wearing a <laughs> hot dog baseball cap walking the halls of Congress. Uh, I love hot dogs in buns, out of buns. In buns, out of buns. I'm like, Mitt Romney, did you? Are you? Is it? Okay. Emily means always a joy to end the week with you. Have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday. See you Monday, Allie. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Emily Means. Our producers are Ivana Martinez and A.K. Almumen. Our newsletter editors are Terina Ria and Adrian Gonzalez. And our host is me, Ali Vallarta. Music is by the local band Mitochondria. We will be back Monday morning with more from around this city. Have a great weekend. Bye.